Hello and welcome to the She Is Left Project. This podcast is dedicated to helping you heal from the challenging and painful relationship with your mother so you can finally experience the love you've always craved. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnese. I'm a mother wound coach, author, and healer who believes tenderness and vulnerability are your true superpowers. Sis, it's time to finally heal your inner little girl so you can start thriving and not just surviving. Progressive, irreverent, and real, this podcast will have you laughing and crying at the same time. Trust me, you don't want to miss an episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the She Is Love Project podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arnese, and this is episode seven. Okay, I hate to say these words out loud, but let me go ahead and get it out of the way now because this is what we're going to be talking about, and this is what this podcast is all about. I realized um, two weeks ago, like it really hit me that I was in a 40 year toxic, dysfunctional, and abusive relationship with my mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew this was the next thing I needed to talk about on here, but I really didn't want to talk about it. So, if you, you know, come here regularly to the She Is Love Project podcast, you see there's been a bit of a um a lapse in my podcast recording. Outside from the fact that I'm a single mother working during a pandemic, January has been long as fuck. I'm not, you know what? I'm not even gonna make an excuse because there's not an excuse because it's not right or wrong, outside of the fact that I said I was gonna be here every week. But y'all, this shit is hard running a, a, a life, a household and being here every week. It is not for the week. You understand what I mean? It really is not. But a big part of it too was like me processing this realization. If anybody's listening and you have a challenging, complicated relationship with your mother, I think sometimes the most difficult thing is admitting how fucked up shit is like you just don't want to know you know you ever love someone so much you ever have memories and you want to preserve them you want you you know you want that with your mother I don't give a damn if you don't have it with anybody else you want like that's the longing to know that you have this loving relationship with your mother And when you have to really look it in the face and realize that's not what I had or have at this time and may never have, okay, it's really fucked up. It has made me sad in my bones. And part of me has fought that sadness because I'm like, Jennifer, you know, you've been, you know, you kind of have been aware of this whole mother wound, black mother wound thing for the last seven years. I thought you are, you knew the, you know, the impact that that relationship has had on your life. But when like the phrasing to look at, like you've been in, you've been in an abusive relationship that long you know, and gaslighting will tell you that it's really not that bad because I really had to compare it to like, if someone was married to someone or like there was, that was their partner and they were sitting there, you know, 
telling me things that happened that were similar to things that happened to me in my childhood and my adulthood with my mother, I'd be like, you need to leave the ass. And I can hear them saying, I was having this conversation with my friend Misha when we were talking about, you know, how people can rationalize um, toxic and dysfunctional behavior. And something she said that struck me that was so simple was when someone would say, it doesn't happen all the time. Oh my God. I thought to myself, it doesn't happen all the time. So it's like when it does happen, when there is the toxicity, when there is abuse, when there is disrespect, when there is um, this space where trauma is created because I'm not being seen by her, I really want to get past that moment as quickly as possible so I can begin to then experience the good stuff. So I can hold all the good stuff in my mind and weigh it against the negative so I can say, well, there's more good than bad. And you're like, "Mm, is that true? Or you just want a reason to, basically you want a reason to hold on. And you have to count it all together. And if there's consistently this negation of who you are when you're in a relationship to someone that is abusive, you know, we want to look at abuse means somebody got to hit you upside the head to be abusive. You know, they got to fight you. They got to knock you out. They have to, you know, call you out of your name on a regular basis. No, it doesn't. That's not It doesn't have to be that. And we've been gaslit into lowering our expectations of how we should be treated so much to where we just tolerate any goddamn thing. And of course, I had to look at how all of that reflected back on my my intimate and romantic relationships in ways where it was like giving. I had figured out how, because of the relationship with my mother, how to give all of the weight to the good stuff and then try and convince myself that the negative things were really lightweight because how else are you going to function right and then I looked up and I'm like oh shit that relationship that I was in for on and off for over a decade I was doing the same thing every other romantic relationship I was in I was minimizing the things they were doing that were toxic and then the nice things they would do I would blow them up and I would make them grandiose like oh it's just so wonderful all that shit to cover up the other fucked up shit my lord it's like goddamn. that's the other part it's like healing from your mother wound is like never freaking ending like it really there's so many layers and I I know this I tell people this and it's like I'm I still go through things it's not like oh just because I you know have products and services and I coach other black women in the areas of healing from their mother wound that I don't still experience these things and I think it's really important to share like this this is the thing what having an emotionally absent mother robs us of. And I, and this is what makes to me 
the black mother wound different than the regular mother wound for non-black women, especially white women, um, is it robs us of our ability to be ourselves. It robs us of our tenderness. It robs us of our self-confidence and our self-esteem and our and true sense of reality. And that we carry it in every other area of our life. And it just has pissed me off more than usual over the last couple of weeks because it's like, God damn, if I was in it for that long, I'm still, I guess what I was like, I'm 47. So it's like, ma'am, you're not even a quarter of the way through sometimes. It's like, if you were in a bad relationship for 40 years and now you've been out for seven years, there's still more shit to unpack. And I just was like, oh, I hate this place, you know, but it is what it is. And where I am now is letting it be. Like, I think the good thing about where I am on my healing journey is I don't wish things to be different from the way they are as much as I used to. I'm not saying it doesn't ever happen, but I'm much more able to sit with it without feeling like a victim, without feeling like everybody owes me something and without the shame that somehow this makes me a bad person, how fucked up I must be. And that in and of itself is like, oh, okay, I'll take that as a win. Even if it feels like a small win sometimes that this relationship is not reflective of my own value and my own worthiness of being loved. Like it truly doesn't have anything to do with me And it really is about me unlearning things that I've learned. I just was learning them for a long ass time. But I know I can unlearn and I can relearn things. And and, and I'm confident in that. And I didn't used to have that confidence. I didn't even have used to have the self-esteem to be compassionate with myself in it. Like I would fucking crumble. Like I would be high or I would be drunk or I would be engaging in some promiscuous behaviors. I would be doing anything that I could to escape feeling this shit. Right. But I made a commitment to myself a long time ago that these feelings are me and they're mine. And even when they're hard and they suck, they suck monkey nuts that I won't abandon myself. I won't reject my shit myself. I won't shame myself. And me learning how to comfort myself when difficult emotions comes up has been huge for me because what it also allows me to do is be able to say, you shouldn't be alone right now. You know, talk to your friends, you know, let people know, like, if they be like, Hey girl, how you doing? Usually be like, girl, I'm fine. And you know, when your voice go high pitched like that, you lying, right? It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit, you know, emotionally I'm going through some things. It's a little, Ooh, 
you know, being able to, you know, if I have, you know, I think there were a couple of interviews I was supposed to do. One interview I was supposed to do last week. And I, you know, I called a young lady or sent her a message and I was like, I've, you know, I'm dealing with something else and I don't have the mental or emotional bandwidth to talk to you. And this isn't time sensitive. Can we move this out a couple of weeks? Like having compassion for myself allowed me to put myself first versus, well, I told her I was going to do it as if I can't change my mind and make another choice that honors me and shows me that I'm a priority um, and that I value myself. And so that has helped tremendously because I remember I used, I didn't, I didn't used to know how to give myself grace or be compassionate with myself or allow people to be there for me or to slow down my day enough to be like, I'm going to do exactly what I have to do, but I ain't doing shit else after that. I'm getting in my bed. I am, you know, turning out the lights, whatever it is I need and me staying in communication with myself around that. Like, what do you need right now? What are you feeling right now? And what can I do to be there for you and help you feel better? Let me tell you something. That's how I want somebody to talk to me. What can I do to help you feel better? As so often, we want that from other people. We want somebody else to do that and validate us in that way. But that person is never going to come if we cannot build that loving, adoring relationship with ourselves. So even though I've had this like emotional bomb drop on me or revelation, I guess it's a good thing about this 40-year fucking relationship Um that has wreaked havoc on my nervous system and my life in so many different ways. It has given me the opportunity to be, to practice what I've learned and to show up for myself and be very gentle with myself in that way. And I'm so thankful for that. So it's like, if you're listening to this at all costs, be gentle with yourself at all costs, be compassionate with yourselves and give yourselves grace, period, no matter what. And it's amazing how people can show up and opportunities and situations come about that pour into you and make you feel like they let you know, they confirm that you're not alone. Cause that's absolutely what happened to me this week. I have had some of the most amazing conversations with some of the most amazing black women, smart, brilliant, loving, nurturing, funny, hilarious, giving kind women. Some of them I've known for years, some of them meeting them for the first time. And I'm like, I've never had a week like this, you know? So it's like of all the other things going on, having this week where I've been coming into communion with my people and meeting my people in the ways they see me and validate me and invite me in and they mother on me. It's like, okay, Okay, God, all is not lost. I got you. I heard what you said. Everything really is always working out for me. And I never would have learned to open myself up to these different opportunities if I had not started healing from the relationship with my mother. Because 
healing really starts with being honest with yourself, with how the shit has affected your life. Like you can't really, if you don't want to, if you can't, I'm stuttering. Let me get my words together. When you're not able to really articulate and see how the relationship with your mother has impacted you or no, what that relationship really was. If you, if you're not really honest about that relationship and you want to sugarcoat it, then you'll never really see how it has impacted your life. And you'll be delusional about the relationship you have with her. And then you'll be delusional about what your life really looks like and why your life looks that way. And if you're in that space, you can't change your life. You have no control or autonomy to make it any better. And the whole purpose of healing your black mother wound is not to have the better relationship with your mother. It is have, it's to have the better relationship with yourself so you can change your freaking life. So you can have a better future. So you can understand that you're not trapped in emotions and situations and circumstances that you really do have the power to do things differently, to have different experiences, to have peace, joy, love, tenderness, vulnerability with yourself and other people that actually you do make good decisions. You can, um, trust yourself. You can actually trust other people. People are there for you. You don't have to do everything by yourself. You don't have to be hypercritical of everything that you're doing because making a mistake is going to be like the end of the world because none of that shit is true. There's so many things. If you're the daughter of an emotionally absent mother, so many things we've been taught through practice that we believe are true. And I guess that's that's like the one of the biggest things is like, I really need you to understand that none of that shit is true. The things you think about yourself, they're not true. And other people know it, but nobody can really convince you. But you have to really look at the real impact is had on your life because of that relationship. Then you can start to unravel all of it. And then you can start to slowly but surely make consistent changes in your life and feel differently about yourself because you know, it's not, it's not about how it all looks from the outside. It's about how it feels on the inside. So yeah, I feel like that was a good old ramble, but I I get my point across and, and I feel better because, you know, just sitting here is like, oh, okay, I've been, I've been sweet to myself. I've been kind to myself. And that literally makes me emotional to be able to say like, I've been good to me this week. Right. And that's what this work is about. It's about digging in and learning how to be good to ourselves. So let's get back to this 40 year toxic relationship and why it it's important that I keep saying it over and over again to myself. Um, because sometimes I think when something is over, it's 
we just still, I think even me, it's like in my DNA, you just don't talk about your mama. You there, there's a, there's a, there's a desire in you to minimize it and you can't do it. You can't minimize it. And it's not to villainize her. It is to really validate your lived fucking experience to say, oh, I'm not crazy. Oh, that really did hurt me. And I guess me coming out of this, the painful part is like going back through all those painful times, even when they were subtle on the surface, you know, and it's like, oh, that, 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 that weighed heavy. And I sugarcoated over it and, you know, we changed the conversation and we started laughing about something else. And she came to visit and we had a really good visit, but we never talked about that shit. She said, you know, how it made me feel, you know, um, and I've got to let that pain live in me and not pretend that, oh, well, they did something nice afterwards. So that erases the abusive or toxic behavior because it's like if you were the man who beat your ass and he knocks you the hell out and the next day he brings you flowers we would from the outside be like girl don't fall for it but that's a lot of what happens in family relationships and you just can't get away from your family the same way so you you especially if you're you know a child or even a young adult so you, you, you're forced to change your perspective so you can survive emotionally and mentally and sometimes even physically, right? But if we are really looking at the things that are happening that have not been addressed, it's like that shit is still there. We're, we can't move on until we really touch on that shit, right? Even me, when I think about It's easy to think about my childhood, but when I go back in my thirties, I'm like, oh, I remember when I told my mother I was pregnant. First of all, I waited until like the fifth month to tell her because I was full of so much shame because I wasn't married. I was no longer with my son's father. I was about to be, um, uh, having a, a baby out of wedlock as, as the church folks say, And I remember when I finally told her and she got quiet on the phone and I know what that means. That's kind of like her ghost to me. That's how she lets me know that she doesn't approve of me is when she get real quiet and she got real quiet and she was like, well, at least you didn't have an abortion because that would have been a sin against the Lord. And I didn't even know what to fucking say. I had been, she has, I guess, talked crazy to me so much of my life. I didn't even know how to advocate for myself and tell her to kiss my ass or hang up or anything. It was heartbreaking. And I don't think about it often because who would want to think about that? But coming to this realization, that's one of those things that I know I'm going to have to unpack and realize that there is trauma around that and really healing that. Child, it don't stop, but it's all good. Um, whew, I know I dropped that one on y'all and I'm about to head out because my battery's about to die and I don't have my charger downstairs for my laptop. But I just wanted to talk about that today. I want to, I, I share so you know you're not by yourself. 
I don't talk about all this stuff because I have all of the answers because nobody has all the answers. But I do want you to know that you are not alone, that you are not crazy and that I'm here for you. I'm here with you and we're going to keep coming back. I'm going to get a lot better at, you know, my podcast production and showing up every week because Lord knows I got a lot of shit to talk about. But, um, yes, I love y'all take care of yourself. Um, check out the show notes. If you want to know, you know, keep up with everything that's going on. Um, sign up. I've got a free healing guide, a black mother wound healing guide in the notes. So just click on that. You can get that. And then that way you'll also find out about new things going on. Follow me over on Instagram and over on my YouTube channel. Those links are in the show notes as well. I really appreciate you guys. And oh, I do have some one-on-one coaching openings. So if you're interested in that, that link is also down at the bottom if you want to do a discovery call and see if I can help you on your healing journey as well. So I'll holla. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Hopefully. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for joining me on the She Is Loved Project podcast. Every week, I'm committed to reminding you that you are loved, you are seen, and you are heard. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and your favorite platforms. And if you're feeling really supportive, click the link in the show notes and consider supporting me via Patreon. This community support goes a long way. Thanks so much and see you next week.